Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Diglett. Yeah. Great evening, great evening, and great evening it is. Welcome to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so very glad that you joined us tonight right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. That's right, if you're listening from the, uh, from the, for the very first time, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, where the object of this show is to provide a platform of not only education and empowerment, but a platform to lay the foundation for hope and healing for those that have been affected by the issue of abuse, domestic violence, spiritual abuse, child abuse, sexual abuse, whatever form of abuse, abandonment, rejection, loss, grief, divorce, or whatever that loss may have been, this show is designed with you in mind to, to not only encourage you, but to give you an opportunity to find that path of healing. Each of us have suffered some type of loss in our lives, and specific, uh, particularly those that have been affected by the issue of domestic violence. It is something that we do not take lightly at all, and we're just so excited to be here. Now, if you're listening to us uh, by way of the Internet, that's www.soulofamericaradio.com. That's www.soulofamericaradio.com. And simply go over there to the left side there and hit the Hope and Healing tab and go to live show and you will be listening to us live. For those of you that are are listening to us by way of phone, or if you'd like to call in or listen by phone, you can simply call area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323-784-9638. That is how you can reach us tonight. That is how you can find us, and we're so glad to have you tonight. Now, those of you that are listening also, by the way, maybe you're listening, maybe you have a question and a comment. You can always uh, voice your question and a comment by simply calling in at area code 323 49638 and simply hit the number one on your keypad. Once you do that, that lets our producer know that you desire to be on the airway, and we will get you on the airway. And that's how you reach us. Now, those of you that would like to email us uh, your question or email a comment, simply email us at J. 
Ficklin at solofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J. T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N at soulofamericaradio.com. That is how you reach us tonight on this great network. I want to say Happy New Year to each and every one of you. This is our first show, show of the new year, the first Monday of the new year, and this is where you can find us every Monday night, 9 p.m., Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and I just want to say I do apologize for last week. There was uh, a bit of technical difficulty that was beyond our realm of control, but we had a great show on last week, and uh, it was a show that had uh, uh, that was lined up to bring you some very important information, and I want you to know tonight that we're still going to have it. In just a little bit, we're going to have our very special guest who will be on the show with us, and that is the playwright, the author herself, Cynthia Wilson, who is the author of the play, and this is a stage play that is taken off across the country, a national stage play that is, uh, that is called Battered But Not Broken. Battered But Not Broken. And uh, this stage play is uh, making its way across the nation. It is building up a final reputation as it's gone across the nation. I've had the input and the influence of uh, Shelley Garrett, who is the writer, as you know, producer of the uh, the movie and the show, The Barbershop, The Beauty Shop, and uh, definitely this uh, play, Battered But Not Broken, is receiving tremendous, uh, tremendous uh, attention across the country. And by the way, that play is coming to South Florida. It's coming to the Miramar Culture Arts Center on January 24th and 25th. There are three showings. And when uh, Ms. Wilson get on the line with us, she's going to tell you exactly how to go and not only that, purchase your ticket. But let me say this. You can also go to our website. We have a few websites, but I want to talk about going to our website, that's, uh, Domestic Violence, it is your business, and you can go to that website and also be able to see the link there for this stage play, Batter But Not Broken. You want to go to that website, that website, uh, should I say that Facebook page, our Facebook page, let me get that right, our Facebook page, uh, Domestic Violence, it is your business. You can go there, and you will find that there as well as you can go to our other Facebook page. It's Destiny by Choice 2. That's the Roman numeral 2 fellowship page. And uh, that is a page of hope and inspiration. That is a page where there's encouragement going on. Folks, it's really an online ministry. It is an online ministry of encouragement. It's an online ministry of empowerment. And I'm telling you, that is a very precious group to be a part of, and I'm just so grateful. Uh, our, our, our executive administrator of that uh, of all my pages is not other than Indy Harlem, too. She does a tremendous job, absolutely, in maintaining the pages. So anything you hear me talk about tonight on the air or hear Cynthia talk about, you can go to those pages and find more information about it that is there. So I want you to know that we're excited as we've entered in 2014. I'm excited about so much that is happening. Listen, I want to take just a moment before I get into the uh, height of our discussion tonight, but I want to take just a moment because of the fact of so much that is going on, but on the page, uh, on the Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page, and I told you it's, it's an online ministry of, on, on this social uh, media network, and it's an online ministry. It's a drama-free uh, ministry. And I'm telling you, there's some great things that are happening there. Every day, there's an opportunity. Uh, we call it roll call. That is your time to check in. It's a time to set up your praise. It's a time to greet people that, are, uh, that come to that page. But it's a time to give glory to God. It's a time to encourage one another. But every single 
morning is roll call. You have opportunity to be there on roll call and to post your song, to post your saying, to post your testimony is there. We also have what we call daily bread, and daily bread is an opportunity there of not only sharing scripture there with the daily bread, but it's an awesome opportunity. We have two young ladies that have been absolutely incredible. They are both uh, Miss uh, Princess Hargrove, who has just, uh, I mean, have run with this roll call, being the first person consistently to get, to check in and to uh, give greetings and to post something uplifting, and as well as Devon Cruz, who has been tremendous inside of not only the daily Daily bread, but also the word challenge that is going on. There's so much that is going on, but particularly on Sunday, we started uh, the Daniel fast, the 21-day fast, the Daniel fast. And I know that many of you uh, out there uh, with your churches, you may be on spiritual um, your own spiritual protocol, you have started this fast, but we invite you to join along with us during this time because it's an awesome time, not only for cleansing, but a time of spiritual focus and a time of healing, I would say to you, on this year. And so I want you to uh, visit the Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page as well as so many things that we have going on there. Uh, tonight I'm excited once again because, of fact, we're going to have on the airwaves with us very shortly uh, the Cynthia Wilson, uh, who is an author and a playwright of the uh, National Claim Stage play, inspirational stage play called Battered But Not Broken. And Battered But Not Broken is it's a tremendous play. Uh, I want you to hear tonight what inspired her to write this play. And I want you to hear tonight by, by, uh, about her traumatic, uh, her traumatic uh, happening that happened in her family and uh, the fact that uh, her niece was killed, shot six times, and murdered by her boyfriend. And I want you to hear all the things that surrounded that. People, I'm telling you that we have the opportunity to turn our pain into power, and that's what, that's what we want to do today. Listen, uh, Cynthia's going to be on a little bit, but I want to take your calls. We're open today. Uh, we're taking your calls even now. Uh, Area code 323-784-9638. Uh, we'll be open mic until that time. I want to say Happy New Year to you, and I hope that you agree to everyone. Happy New Year. And we're going to go to our first caller that is on the airway today. Caller number ending at 7155. I want to say Happy New Year to you, and welcome to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. You're on the air. Happy New Year, Pastor Jay. This is Diane Walker, one of the administrators at DBC. Welcome. Happy New Year, Diane. I just wanted to come on and represent DBC in the highest, and you're right. This is a drama-free ministry. And Devon and Cassandra, who you call Princess, which is my niece, Mm -hmm. are doing a fabulous job at handling the roll call. And Devon with Absolutely. the Bible ministry and the trivia questions, it's out of sight. I mean, you can't get a better ministry than you can get from DBC. And, and I would say this, Diana, you hit it around right in the head because there's something there for everyone. It's a place that you can come, uh, you feel embraced, you feel welcome. You have our liberty to share those things that God is doing for you and have done for you. And so many times on, on, on the DBC uh, fellowship page there, I find myself being encouraged by just the posting that oh, others man. have posted. I find myself being uplifted by things. And sometimes people post songs and, and things. There are some songs I hadn't even heard, but they just minister to you. And I'm telling you, it's a place. It's an oasis to be able to come to, but it's also a place to be able to allow your light to shine. And I think that's one Amen. of the most important things that we have to understand, that we, we, we are called to be the light of the world. We're called to be the salt of the earth. We're called to yeah. let our light so shine. 
and, and, and BBC2 Fellowship is the place to do so. And, Diane, I'm so glad to have you on the airway. I'm so glad for what God is doing in your life. Uh, thank you for just keeping you and, and touching you and healing you and doing all the things that he's doing in your life. And uh, I'm so glad to have you represent tonight. But, you know, I thank him, too, because if you remember a very long time ago, I had come on just to say, I was, you know, representing BBC, and all of a sudden God touched me and had me share about all the things that I had gone through, domestic, domestic violence, spousal abuse, and um, if you remember that, it was quite a long time yes. ago, yes. and I spoke about how my stepfather had abused me, my husband abused you know, throughout my life I was right. abused, and through all that pain, I was able to help someone, several people as a matter of fact. They came my forward God. and decided to, to do something about it because they heard my story. And Absolutely. I am so blessed. With, I mean, it might hurt for a minute, but the reward is so overwhelming. And everything happens you know, in God's time. You know, Diane, you, you know, you're, you're testifying, and basically what have happened is that God took even the most uh, traumatic experience of your life. He took the pain mm-hmm. of it, and he's now mm-hmm. turned that into power. And now you're able to testify and influence others. You're able to be a blessing and a light to others. You're actually a script to others that might be going through. And even for those that might not be going through, but they know someone, they have a family member, a coworker, a loved one that is going through. When you hear the stories of triumph and when you hear the stories of victory, then those things are to be encouraged, encouraged with to each and every one. And I appreciate it. I, I hear the fire in your belly. <laughs> I hear the yes, fire in your testimony. I hear the excitement uh, of this new year, 2014. And I know that you know that to expect the great because God is doing even greater things in this year, 2014. And I'm telling you, when we come with an expectation, you know, the only need that God has is to be believed. And if we can believe, we will see the glory of God. I really thank you for sharing tonight because uh, I think know. it just really it, it really sets the stage. While I'm listening to you, I'm also typing on the DBC website, letting them know what's going on for those who are on the site, you know, as we speak. I'm also typing wow. whatever's going on. And I'd be so glad and be overwhelmed if Cynthia Play would come to New York because I would be more than interested in seeing it. But one well, other you thing know I what? want to touch on. Cynthia's going to be on it. Really is that fact that there were people that I didn't even know that they were suffering abuse that came forward. And I should have recognized the signs because I've been through all of that, you know. Yeah. But it's just that you just don't know. You could be sitting next to somebody on the bus that's being abused. You could be walking down the street. You don't know. It's so widespread. And something has to be done about it. It, it has to be, you know, and I want to address this. You know, Cynthia will be on the air in about 15 minutes, and, uh, mm-hmm. you you know, hang on. You'll get a chance to ask I'm a question. I'm not going because, <laughs> because that play is going around the country, and it, and it is doing so, and I think the story behind it is what's amazing. And I, and I continue to say this. Even in what we might feel is our lowest point, what we may feel is our breaking point can be God's comeback point. It could be God's beginning point in our lives. And sometimes it's when we go to the end of our rope 
that God shows up in such a tremendous way. And out of, out of her pain, God birthed this play. Out of the experience, God birthed something. And that's what I'm saying, is that what we have to understand, that God will birth something out of sometimes our greatest misery. God is able to birth something great. You know, and that's what I want to encourage each and every one tonight that is listening to understand that what you're going through, listen, it's not for no. You will come through it. You will overcome it. And I'm telling you that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, loving not our life unto death. And this is what happened. When we allow this to happen, God will make a way out of no way. And, I, and I'm, just, I'm just excited about it. I'm excited about what he's doing. And I'm excited for so many that are, excuse me, that have joined us on this first, uh, on this first uh, Monday in the year 2014. This is absolutely a blessing, and I'm, I'm telling you, God is not through. Thank you, Pastor Jay. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate the fact that you take time out of your busy schedule to be on BBC every, each and every day, and you always have a, a, a message of encouragement for us, and I look forward to seeing it every day. Well, I'm always happy and I'm obliged to, to be there because uh, DBC is very much a unique place. And I think everybody desires to have a place that they can go. And everyone desires to be able to sometimes just, just, just get it out, give the praise unto God. And, some, and there are times when you go and there are just inspiration there to encourage people. And that's what it's all about. It, it, it's that oasis. It's being able to see people testimony, and sometimes even just sharing. I love each and every aspect of it, the daily bread, uh, the roll call, the Bible study challenge, uh, you name it, the shout-out Saturdays. Uh, there are oh, so many things that are, that are going on there, and, uh, and it's great. And, it, and this could not happen without uh, persons like yourself, uh, Diane, and administrators, so, uh, so many of you, uh, uh, Indy, so many of you. Uh, Carlton is so it's just so many you guys oftentimes behind the scene, but you know teamwork definitely makes the dream work and i and I like to think that when we see that this is part of ministry, God is using your commitment, your dedication, your testimony, just giving your praise in order to bless so many and that and that's what this thing is all about being able to bless Amen. so many and being able to make a difference inside of the life. In just a few minutes, we're going to have Cynthia Wilson, the author and the playwright of the national claim play that is gaining so much momentum, battered but not broken. And uh, she's going to be with us in just about um, another 12 minutes. She'll be with us tonight. But in the meantime, I want each and every one of you to know that you can reach us at area code 323-784-9638. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us with your question and or your comment. You can reach us tonight. We made it to the new year, uh, and we give Amen. God praise and faith. But yet it's still what we're dealing with in so many ways is that there's so violence have not stopped. I will tell you here, well, I was going to say here in South Florida, but tonight I'm actually broadcasting uh, from Washington, D.C. I'm in the nation capital right now. Arrived today, uh, have some tremendous work ahead of us on tomorrow uh, here uh, uh, doing a presentation before the Office of Violence Against Women, uh, one of the departments here, and uh, uh, along the line of domestic violence and things. But I will tell you, in the state of Florida, and in Palm Beach County and in Orange County, before the new year was even 12 hours old, the first incident of violence and murder was uh -huh. domestic violence related. Uh -huh. Sadly enough, 
in Orange County, sadly enough, a young boy, I believe 12 or 15 years old, ends up shooting and killing his father because his father was, was beating his mother, had abused his mother. In the case inside of Palm Beach County, where we had a situation of what we call a love triangle inside of domestic violence, where the old boyfriend got into it with the new boyfriend as well, uh, and, and it escalated, and uh, the old boyfriend shot and killed the uh, new boyfriend and also shot the girl uh, that was in question. And so we see that the violence doesn't go away simply because it's a new year, uh, that it's constantly happening. Down in Broward County, there was an incident of violence that happened where the young lady was simply uh, in a car, getting out of a car, I believe, had her kid in the car, and there was a shooting incident of violence there and ended up killing her. Uh, And so we see the violence that has not stopped, and we must continue to set up, and we must continue to have a voice concerning this issue here. Erico, three, I have two, a three. daughter that lives in Tampa, and I don't know what, the, what part of Florida that's in, but when she heard about our broadcast, and um, she's listening to it right now, as a matter of fact, she's interested in trying to get more involved in her area with domestic violence. She has, uh, well, we- she's um, in the middle, uh, in the process of going for her uh, PhD, and she's uh-huh. actually doing it on domestic violence. Absolutely. Well, feel free to uh, uh, to forward her our information. We will definitely do all we can to help make that happen. Uh, we're dealing with the side of quite a few different uh, aspects of domestic violence and definitely will be willing to do all we can to help make this a reality. Oh, in terms you, of that. I will make sure so I we'll make that happen. Way. In fact, I appreciate it so much. probably have it. Well, that's great. Thank you so much, Diane, for, for being with us. Hold on with us uh, tonight. Erico, 323-784-9638, that's how you reach us tonight. Uh, we have another call on the line. Caller number ending in 6962. Uh, that sounds like our friend and sounds like our colleague and one that mm-hmm. works with us quite often. Uh, Happy New Year, Gloria. How are you today? Happy New Year, Pastor Dicklin. How are you doing? I am doing absolutely great. I'm so glad to have you on the line. Uh, I know so much is happening. You're excited about a lot of things. Uh, talk to us today. What's on your mind? Yes. yes, I am. I am, well, as I am working on building my portfolio, um, God has opened the door for me this year to work with um, Joanne's Cottage, which is a part of Christ Fellowship. And, um, great. Yeah, um, for approximately four weeks, until further notice, I will be um, doing like a mentor class. So I'm super excited about it. Well, that is something to to be excited about. Absolutely. Yes. That is a great thing to be excited about because, you know, when we have the opportunity to make a difference, when we have the opportunity to shine a light and be a light to anyone, especially our younger generation, and it is something that we know it is preventive work within itself because what we can do as the scripture says, when we can train them, uh, you know, uh, in the way that they should go, they will, when they grow up, they will not depart. But that train means to show by example, and that's exactly what you're doing in this case. You are showing by example because as you're mentoring, as you're there uh, actually uh, serving as a, uh, you know, a role model in many ways, you are also 
shining your light, and you're giving them a better path to go down. And that is so important, and that is so incredibly, um, you know, uh, admirable of you, because I know that this is your passion and making a difference. And I continue to say to people, you have to have a passion to make a difference. You have to. And uh, life isn't worth living if you're not, you know, uh, walking in that passion to make a difference tonight. Everything. So that that's exciting news, uh, Gloria. And I know there's some other things that are going on with yes. you too, and uh, feel free to share. Yes. Yes, also, and, um, well, I know that we're working on some things soon. Um, you know, Pastor you know, we're getting get ready to, you know, put that on his table and get um, Wings of Hope started in our church. So I'm super excited about that as well. So I'm just, you know, I, I'm looking forward to this year. I just expect nothing but phenomenal things and phenomenal blessings. So, you know, that's that's what I wanted to share this evening. And like always, I um, enjoy listening to the program and enjoy being involved. And I'm super excited about the play coming this way. So, yeah, um, just, it's Everything just awesome. <laughs> well, it, it's a, <laughs> well, it's a great thing. It, it is absolutely a great thing, and I'm excited about it as well, you know, with so much happening. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to just hit a little bit on there. For those of you that are listening, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Uh, I'm your host, uh, J.R. Ficklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined mm-hmm. us here on the Soul of America Radio Network. And uh, our show tonight is, uh, is open mic, but in just a little bit we're going to have our uh, special guest tonight, uh, Ms. Cynthia Wilson, who is the author and the playwright of the uh, National Inspirational Stage Play uh, called Battered But Not Broken that is making its way across the country. It's going to be coming here to South Florida. Should I say it's going to be coming to South Florida January 24th and 25th. It's coming January 24th and 25th uh, to the Miramar Cultural Arts Center in Miramar, Florida. And uh, Cynthia is going to be on a little bit, sharing a little bit more about that tonight. But, but Gloria, you were talking about so much that you're doing. One of the things that you said, talked about is the fact that uh, the Wings of Hope, which we're going to be helping you to establish there at the church that you attend. And that's one of the things I want to talk to, I want to say uh, along this vein is, is uh, for those of you that may be listening, no matter where you're listening in the country, one of the things that I know that God has anointed me to do and that I am doing as much as I can across the country, and that is helping, uh, helping uh, ministries to establish domestic violence ministries. There are churches that want to have domestic violence ministries, and we're about helping them to establish those domestic violence ministries. There are so many things uh, to consider when you talk about establishing a domestic violence ministry. There's a lot uh, easier said than done, but that's part of what God has equipped us to do is to help start it because there's a need for it. Uh, truly, the church has to be the spiritual trauma center in our communities. We have to be that place where people can come and know that they have refuge and that they are going to uh, come out without a shadow of a doubt. And that is what's so incredibly important as we continue to do this work going forth. So, Gloria, we're happy about what's going on and happy about what is happening with you. And you continue to do and keep up the good work because it is making a difference in all things. Thank you. Area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us today. Uh, in just about five minutes here, uh, Cynthia Wilson will be with us, a special guest on tonight's show. And until that time, I'll see you. I'll be right back after the break. 
hope and healing, a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio, LLC. This is the one and only Soar. domestic violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody. You can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at 1-323-784-9638. This is the one and only Soar. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. glad that you've joined us tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. We have been here for the first uh, 30 minutes of this broadcast, and we've been uh, having some great calls as we not only talk about a lot of the work uh, inside of a, uh, some of the Facebook pages that we have, uh, Destiny by Choice to Fellowship, and, and the blessing has been, but we've also had uh, Ms. Ann Walker was on representing them and talking about even uh, the victory that she's gotten inside of just sharing uh, her tremendous path and story of, of the bout with domestic violence and, and how that uh, has changed not only her life, but it's changed the lives of others. We've had uh, Miss Gloria to call in, and she's absolutely uh, inspired up about the work that she's doing and making a difference. And people, let me say this to you. You can be a difference maker. You can be a spokesperson. I'm telling you, you're the spokesperson because, of fact, you choose to make a difference. You share your story. You're part of what uh, the solution is, and you're part of making uh, this thing about 
more than just yourself. In other words, you don't go through things just because uh, you're going through it. But believe me, what you're going through will make a tremendous difference in the lives of others. Area code 323-784-9638. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. That is how you get in tonight. Now, if you have a question and or comment, it's open line tonight. Just simply hit one on your keypad, and we will get you on the air. Our producer will let us know that you're there, and we'll get you on the air tonight with any question or comment. In just a few minutes, uh, our special guest tonight, Miss. Cynthia Wilson, the playwright and author of the national uh, uh, stage play called Batter But Not Broken, will be on the airways with us. Tremendous story. you got to hear it. Batter But Not Broken is coming to South Florida to the Miramar Cultural Arts Center in Miramar, Florida, January 24th and 25th, three shows that are going on. And you can go to our page, one of our uh, Facebook pages. It's called Destiny by Choice 2. That's the Roman numeral 2. You can go there and you'll find more information about it as well as our page, Domestic Vows. It is your business on Facebook. And you'll find more information about the stage play that is coming, uh, battered but not broken. So the lines are open tonight. You can call in tonight, area code 323 Remember, if you have a question or comment, uh, you don't have to give your name or whatever, just simply hit the number one that lets our producer know that you'd like to come on the airway. And we will make sure that you get on the airway tonight. If you would like to just simply uh, email us a question or comment, simply email us at J Ficklin at Soul of America Radio dot com. That's the letter J T H I C K L I N at Soul of America Radio dot com. That is the way that you can reach us this evening, and that is the way that your voice can be heard tonight. We are talking about so much tonight as it deals with the issue of domestic violence, and not only that, abuse, abandonment, rejection, all of those things are critical in the lives of so many today, and we have to be ready to address those issues, and I'm excited tonight. I'm going to bring on the airway. Uh, Cynthia is with us tonight. Uh, Cynthia Wilson, the once again, the author, uh, the playwright of the National Acclaimed Play, Battered But Not Broken. Good evening. Welcome to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Cynthia, so glad to have you on the air with us. Thank you so much, Pastor. I am happy to be on the air with you. Well, uh, I tell you, I've had a lot of questions about the play. Uh, There's individuals that are telling me they're trying to get their tickets now. I've had people to verbally tell me uh, the the day that they're going to even be going to the play. And I would like to, because we have probably even a different audience tonight than we had two weeks ago, but I would like for you to have opportunity to share with our audience about this play, Batter for Not Broken, and, and a little bit about what, what eventually inspired this play. I've been talking a little bit tonight about how we have to be able to turn our pain into power, our misery into ministry, and, uh, and understand that we can triumph over tragedy. And I think all three of those um, – all three of those phrases kind of sum up what what has happened to you and what you're doing and, and what has motivated you in a sense to continue to change lives. Absolutely, Pastor, and thank you for the opportunity to, for me to do that. Well, I am a survivor um, of domestic violence. I, I suffered domestic violence in silence for 27 years in a marriage that was extremely abusive. And um, I, I didn't say anything to anyone. I wore my scars to work, and I worked for the prosecuting attorney's office where I was licensed to carry two weapons, a 9 millimeter and a Glock 40, but I did not 
have the wherewithal or the heart, because I love this man, um, to do anything to hurt him. And I went to the prosecuting attorney's office with the scars. I walked around the mall. I, I went to different stores wanting somebody to just ask me the question, what happened? And no one did. And at that time, I figured that I was in this God and I. And I had to figure out a methodical way to get out of my situation, and I did. I finally got the courage after 27 years to leave that marriage. And it wasn't easy. And um, years later, in 2008, my 19-year-old niece was shot six times by her boyfriend and the father of her then two-year-old son. He's now eight years old. He's just eight years old on December 30th. And, you know, I knew then that I could no longer be silent. I knew that there were other victims of domestic violence in my family. I found out that another niece, after 20 years, once she seen the plague, she got the courage to leave a 20-year abusive marriage. And, um, you know, I just knew that I could no longer remain silent. I had to come forward. And so I wrote, set, set out and wrote this production, Battered But Not Broken. And it is a story, like most stories, of a woman that grows up watching her mother uh, be beaten by an abusive man. And, you know, I have said many times that we as parents, set the precedent for what our children will accept and what they won't accept. And so this is a true depiction of domestic violence. It is a true depiction of a relationship. Um, like any other relationship, there are happy times and sad times, ups and downs, and this, and this production uh, is exactly that. You know, it's a true, absolute depiction of domestic violence um, on stage. And we have had a lot of people after seeing the production contact us and tell us how it has changed their lives, um, how, you know, their husband didn't know that he what he was doing to her was actually affecting his kids. And when he seen the production and realized what his behavior was doing, he stopped it. And I believe that this is a ministry. I know that it is because I have been present for the production nine times, and I have seen the results the resolve, the sense of redemption and forgiveness, and there is a way out. You don't have to be silent. You know, you have to break the silence against domestic violence. Anything that is bacteria grows in the dark, and once you shed light on it, it dies. And we have to stick together as a community. You know, um, this is not something that, uh, you know, has any boundaries. You know, it doesn't matter who you are or where you work at or, you know, where you live or your sexual orientation. Domestic violence does not discriminate, and we have to get involved. I love your uh, Facebook page that you have, Domestic Violence. It is our business, and we have Absolutely. a right, a duty to get involved, you know, we grew up with the sense of what's, what goes on in this house stays in this house. That can no longer happen if we want to save lives. Losing my niece has been the one of the hardest things. But I tell you what really broke my heart was to see my little nephew, eight years old, and all the kids opening up their Christmas presents and all the toys. And I looked across the room at him because many times I asked myself, am I doing the right thing? And as I looked at that baby watching those kids open those presents, I know for a fact that he would have loved as a present just to have his mother to hold him. And it just compels me to never give up. You know, we I, I just have to keep going, Pastor. 
You know, you know, Cynthia, and I, and I, I feel your heart there because, you know, so many times when domestic violence is occurring, the perpetrator and no one else seem to think about the oftentimes the, the silent victim of the innocency of a child that is taken away, whose lives are changed forever as a result of, of the act of violence. And not even the violence just ends in death, but just the repeated, the traumatization that happens as a result of it. But you said something that I thought was so, uh, so, so, uh, so important. You know, when you, when you talk about your little nephew, you think about the emptiness that he must feel and all those things there. You know, here's the situation that happened to him. He did not have a choice about it whatsoever, and, and and there's so many like your little nephew that have become literally motherless and sometimes even fatherless at the hands of domestic violence. But you said something earlier that I think that everyone should hear, and I want to make sure it didn't go over them, that you talked about bacteria grows in the dark. And so oftentimes when, when the issue of domestic violence is kept silent, when people say, well, that's not my business, when folks say, well, mm. if they like it, I love it, when those things mm. silence, our silence perpetuates violence. Our silence, in other words, to not say anything is to say a whole lot. Amen. To not say anything is literally almost giving permission for this to occur. And when you start talking about, especially in communities of color, Yes. Because a lot of our upbringing, we've been taught what happens in this house stays in this house. Mm-hmm. We've been told this is our business. We Listen, we had the saying before Vegas had the saying, what happens here stays here. But that's not a healthy way to live. That's not healthy mm-hmm. because it causes us to live with concealing secrets. It causes us to live with oftentimes shame and hurt. It causes us to live with things that we, that, that we shouldn't have to live with. And those are the things that I think that we don't see the overall all ramifications of. You talked about the fact that here was your niece and how 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 painful this had to be. A young lady being shot six times by the father of her child. And someone who yeah. once said, I love you. You know, you're my baby, mm-hmm. you're my boo. And that's why I say domestic violence is the ultimate betrayal. And yet, as still as we talk about it, as you said before, there is no discrimination. There is no, uh, there is no, uh, you know, there's no social economic line. There's no ethnic line. No. There's no faith line. Mm-hmm. It crosses all of those things. Whether you live on the east side of the track or the west side of the track, the issue of domestic violence is a real issue, and we have to yes, take it. Is. For what it is, and so, so uh, Cynthia, I want you to talk a little bit more about the play. There are plenty of people on the line. I'm telling you, I'm looking at the board, and the board is lit up. And, uh, and for those of you that are listening tonight, and perhaps you have a question and a comment for Cynthia, area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. If you're already listening, just simply hit the number one on your keypad, and let's our producer know that you want to have a question or comment, and we'll get you on the airway. Uh, those of you that may be listening, bye. Uh, by internet and everything, simply if you want to get your question in, call the number, area code 323-784-9638. Hit the number one of your keypad. Uh, the other way that you can do so is simply email us at J, the letter J, 
T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N, at soulofamericaradio.com, and we'll get your question, and we'll read it on the airway. You don't have to give your name uh, when you ask your question. But, but Cynthia, tell us a little bit. Tell the audience a little bit more about the stage play. It is, it is gaining momentum across the country. Uh, it's going to be in South Florida in Miramar uh, here January 24th and 25th, and I say it's going to be in South Florida because right now I'm in Washington, D.C. as we speak uh, tonight. And I'm telling you, what a difference in temperature, <laughs> for sure. But uh, but uh, but but uh, share with our audience. Uh, there are some that wants to know. Now I have directed them back to our our play our our, our page there to death, uh, domestic violence is your business. But I want you to be able to give them uh, even where they can go to purchase the tickets online uh, to purchase the ticket. I know there's a way to do so. So share with them a little bit more about the play, better but not broken. What to expect. Absolutely. The play will be at the Miramar Cultural Center, and that's 2400 Civic Center Place, Miramar, Florida. And you can get tickets um, by going to their website at www.miramarculturalcenter.org or going to the theater. Um, They told me today that we need to gain some momentum uh, this week with the ticket sales. Um, so we encourage you This is that we have a sold-out event so that people take the subject of domestic violence seriously because it is a serious issue and all of us should get involved, you know, and this is a sure way to bring um, people to the theater to see this incredible production. You know, it, it, like I said, it's a true depiction of a child witnessing her mother going through domestic violence and, and her mom sends her away. But even though she sends her away, she still is attracted to a man because of what her mother allowed to happen. And, you know, she fights. You know, she is determined to break the generational curse for her daughter. And, you know, wow. she is methodical in her thinking, and she, she, she just does everything right to get out of this situation the way it should happen. And there is redemption, forgiveness. You know, this family really goes through it because Sebastian Blessing is also a victim of domestic violence, which is not something that she investigated, like most of us. We will take more time, Pastor, in choosing a home than we will choosing a life partner and someone that we're going to procreate with. So I know when I was looking at my home, I I wanted to know what kind of floors it was, what kind of kitchen cabinets were there. If it had granite countertops, I looked at the landscaping. I, I checked out the wiring. We had an inspection done. I did everything. But when you are about to enter into a long-term relationship with someone, we don't investigate. We don't ask the questions that we need to ask, and that is critical in our being able to not have to suffer this horrible, senseless crime. I was reading the uh, Miami Herald today, and there was another senseless killing in Miami, Florida. Well, we have to know that. You know, I think there are a lot of people say, oh, well, that happened to them. That can never happen to me. Wrong. That's the wrong answer yeah. because it absolutely can happen to you, and it doesn't matter. And, and, you know, people think that it's not judges and doctors and lawyers and engineers, and it only happens in the black community. That's, a, that's not true. You know, this thing happens across the board, and, and there are a lot of people suffering. And I think that what God has given me this vision 
to be able to power in order to eradicate domestic violence is amazing through entertainment. Through entertainment. Yeah, it's, it's entertaining, absolutely. but it's also educational. And I think that it's just a phenomenal way how the Lord has given me to write this. People don't have any other choice but to talk about it. You have to come and see it because, you know, we have audience uh, participation, which is amazing. It's an incredible process um, that we do with the audience. It, we have a lot of fun. But in through in that entertainment, we also get out the statistics and information. And I'm just thrilled to be able to bring it to South Florida. But we need support, you know. And, and by way of doing that is to purchase your ticket today. Um, you know, go onto their website, call the theater tomorrow, order your ticket. Um, because we are expecting a sold-out event. You know, Cynthia, and I want to just echo that for all of our listeners that are listening today, and especially you, you that are in the South Florida area, let me encourage you, go to the website that she's told you, can I get you to to to, uh, to go ahead and purchase your ticket now? You know, make up in your mind, you know, don't let this week pass. Make it your thing to do now. Uh, the play is January 24th and 25th. There's three showing. Do it now. I want you to go a step further than that as well. I want you to go to the website, and you can go to that website. You can also go on my page as well. Share. Just take that and share the advertisement about Batter But Not Broken. Share it on your page. Share it with your friends. Listen, this must we must make a statement about domestic violence. And our ability to talk about it, our ability to sell this place out will really show where we stand when it comes to the issue of domestic violence. Eric code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's how you reach us today. That's how you reach us. We have tonight as a, a guest on the line of the author and the playwright of the national uh, inspirational stage play, Battered but Not Broken, Ms. Cynthia Wilson. She's on the air with us right now, and she is talking about this incredible play uh, that is uh, right now. It's aired in South Florida. It's going to be there January. 24th and 25th, and I said to you before I go too far on, uh, we had Diane Walker on earlier, and she's in New York, and Diane, you're back on the airway, and I know you had a question for Cynthia, so uh, yes, go do. right ahead. I have, I have two questions for Cynthia. Cynthia, you brought up the fact that children uh, carry this along with them. Now, my oldest daughter is 45 years old, and my youngest is 39. Even today, even though I don't have any contact with their father, and they do, I see them walking on eggshells when they're around him. And these are grown women, you know. And it, what, when you mention about how it carries on through their lives, it, it hit me. And that's when I realized that they were still walking on eggshells years after this has happened because they were there and they saw all of this. And what made me leave him was the fact that he mentioned something that if he can't get it from me, he'll get it from my daughter. That was mm. I took I took the abuse for eight years, and not before that, my stepfather abused me from the age of twelve to my senior year in high school. So I was like in an abusive relationship most of my life. But the fact that my children were affected by it, I thought I was doing all I could to protect them. But I see now that they still carry the scars. And the other question I want to know: Are you coming to New York? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we will bring the production in and everywhere. And we have a formula, you know, working with the vice mayors and, and the government and city officials to bring the production worldwide. So absolutely, we will be 
coming to New York, and I want to, you know, talk to you about your daughters. I completely empathize and know what you're talking about. You know, I have a 36-year-old daughter who I still see signs of what she witnessed, and I, I have started a conversation with her just recently because, you know, it took me to wonder why she was doing this and why she was doing things were familiar because we have to change. This, this abuse sets inside of our children the same thing that was set off in us to attract that man. It's an endorphin. And until that endorphin is changed, your children will continue to suffer the victimization of what you went through. And it, it has you know, to change. Even though you're healing, they also have to heal. Because for him to be around, there's a familiarity of who he yes. was and what they went through, and it's embedded in them. And it's called the inner child. And until that, see, they may look 32 and 40, but their inner child is still 8 or 9, wherever it was when that abuse started. And so you have to go back and, and re-nurture that inner child because that's what's And they to heal the grown one. Do you know yes. something? I think I have scrutinized their mates more than they have because I'm looking for signs in them that I saw that, that they might have picked up because I picked an abusive mate, and I don't yes. want them to go along the same lines. So I, they went, Mommy, why are you why are you asking so many questions? Mommy, why this? Mommy, Mommy knows what she's doing, but I can't Amen. come out and tell them, listen, you know. I think I've done more scrutiny of their mates than they have. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and you well, notice, like, you'll pick up, you nature. can identify an abuser now. You can identify, I can pick out one the same way that I used to set off that endorphin. Now, if I'm in the room with an abuser, I can pick him out. He, he also sets off an endorphin when you're healed. When you're healed, it's oh. like being in a room of fumes. You don't smell them while you're in the room. Oh, yeah, you know I can I can pick out a, an abuser in in a moment because he also is setting off an endorphin. But when we're both setting off the same endorphin, we can't pick it up. He can pick me out, right? He can pick me out, and what I say it's a self test. And when you're yes. self self confidence, self worth, self respect, self assurance, self reliance, self defense is all messed up. You're headed for self destruction. And it can only be one of those selves that are misaligned that will cause you to be attracted to someone that is self-destructive. Uh-huh. You know, you've set off several light bulbs in me. And I want to, I wish I could just take an eraser and erase it and it'll be gone. That's how much I want this problem solved. And I'm going to do everything I can. Right now I'm posting on DBC's page. Uh, group page that the tickets are available for them to purchase to go see your show in Florida. Those in South Florida, you say, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, absolutely. I mean, but they can drive if they if they want to drive. And, and, and while we're doing that, you know, there are many people that are listening even right now that there. They have relatives, they have family, they have friends that are in the mm-hmm. South Florida area, and we want them to also make them aware of the play and stuff. And, you know, there are so many ways. I mean, and, and, and this is what I'm saying, is that here's an opportunity to become part of the solution. 
And part of the solution is also is raising awareness, is educating the general public. And here's something. I know that we just got through with Christmas and the holiday season and all that, but I always say that we can keep giving all year long. And maybe there are those that are listening today, maybe you're not in the Florida area or whatever. Maybe you're anywhere. Maybe you are. And maybe you Charter bus. It, wouldn't, yes. it, would be a, it would be a great gesture for you to purchase a ticket for a family, for a loved one, for someone, for a neighbor, for someone that you mm. may feel may be in trouble. It is a great gesture to do so. I'm hoping that there are people that are on this line tonight uh, that are listening by way, and even if you're listening back on the call back a day later or hours later, I want you to consider even doing this. Perhaps you want to sponsor a few people. Amen. Perhaps you know. Purchase a pack of five tickets or ten or whatever. Because it could make a difference in someone's life. You know, Cynthia, you said something earlier, and I want to make sure the audience caught this. You talked about even a close family member of yours did not even mm-hmm. reveal what she was going through until after they saw the play. Until after she so, went to the production. We had a, we had an, an, an inkling that maybe, um, and she wasn't ready to talk about it. She wasn't ready to leave, and now she has actually divorced him, and we find out that he kicked the baby out of her. She has a son oh, wow. now that has Down syndrome, and she said that he kicked the, he stomped the baby out of her. And she got pregnant right away with this child, and he has Down syndrome. And he just got out of the hospital. The doctor said that he wouldn't live to be two, but the devil is a lie. He'll be 15 in April. And he just got out of the hospital with pneumonia, so she is constantly reminded of the abuse on this man every time, you know, she has to be with her son and nurture him and take care of him. And she came to the production and she told my brother, her dad, she said, Dad, I got to get out of this. And we didn't even know how many people closely to us that were affected. When my niece was murdered, my girlfriend's daughter went to her and said, Mom, I'm going through the same thing that Nalisha went through. And that's why we need education because her mother told her, you go and get your thing right now and come home. Well, she went to get her things. He caught her packing her things. He held her down and poured lighter fluid down her throat and set her on fire alive. And she had to bury her only daughter. You know, we have to educate the public that that's not the information that she didn't know. She didn't know. The clothes aren't important. You got to leave with what's on your back. Leave with what's on your back. That's what I did. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. You got to go. Let, let me get this break in just for a second here. Area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us. If you're listening by way of the phone right now and desire to have a question or comment uh, for Cynthia Wilson, uh, uh, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know you want to get on the airway. And we're going to be right back with Cynthia Wilson and the rest of you tonight right after this commercial break. If you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, this is J.R. Ficklin. I'll see you right after the break. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. 
You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323-784-9638. You give Jay a call right now. And now, back to the show. Join us here on the Soul of America Radio Network uh, from coast to coast. You find us here every Monday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. If you're listening by way of Internet, www.soulofamericaradio.com, simply go over to the left tab there, hit Hope and Healing, and listen live. Go to Listen Live, live show. If you're listening tonight uh, by way of phone or you desire to listen in by phone, you have a question and or comment, just simply call area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. If you'd like to have a question or comment after you call in, simply hit the number one on your keypad, on your phone, on your dial pad, and that lets our producer know that you desire to have a question or comment, and we'll get you right on the air. Uh, we have uh, with us the author and the playwright, uh, Cynthia Wilson. Uh, she's the author and playwright of the National Inspirational Stage Play, Battered but not broken, and that play is making its way across the nation. It is uh, going to be coming to South Florida to the Miramar uh Culture Center in Miramar, Florida, January 24th and 25th. And uh, we're so glad to have uh, Cynthia on the airway today. Uh, Cynthia, continue tonight. Uh, I, I, you, you've said so much tonight, so much, that I think anyone would be so, uh, they would be so blessed uh, to be able to get to this play because I think it's going to be a life-changing play for so many. So tell us a little bit more about it. Uh, revisit how they can get their tickets and, and the urgency they need to get their tickets now. Absolutely. And this production is for everyone, Pastor. You know, we have actress in the production, Phenomenal. She is 10 years old, playing the young Justine of Lesson. So this is a, a family production. Uh, everyone should come out all ages um, to see the production. And you can get your tickets at www.miramar.com. 
culturalcenter.org or simply uh, call the theater and order your ticket, or just go by the theater and pick up tickets. And um, I, I like what you said earlier, Pastor, even if someone lives out of town, a business um, that you want to sponsor tickets for a high school students or women at a domestic violence center, there is women in distress, there is safe space, there is safe outlet, different organizations, domestic violence organizations, that these women need to go and see this production. And this production is for men, women, and children. It's not domestic violence is just not specific to women. You know, we have the next production that will be out this summer, Shaken But Not Stirred, and it is domestic violence as it relates to men. You know, we need to know wow. that, you know, everybody could be, anybody could be a batter, and anybody could also be a victim of domestic violence. We have in this production, you know, an older woman, Maybelle DeJango, and she is Medea's sister, and she is suffering domestic violence as an older person. So we have, you know, well planned this production to be able to depict domestic violence of all ages. And we show you, we ask the question, what does a batter look like? And we will absolutely show you every instance of how uh, it looks, of who it is perpetuated against, and it is something that people will be talking about for a really long time, um, batter but not batter. You know, Cynthia, you, you talked about the fact that, you know, uh, you know, a lot of times people have in their mind what a batterer look like just like they do in their mind what a victim look like. And the reality uh-huh. is that, you know, they come from every walk of life. And one thing I want to say for the sake of those that are listening today is that, you know, uh, a lot of times people get this notion in their mind that a victim of domestic violence is somehow or another this struggling a struggling woman, this struggling woman who, you know, basically don't have her head on straight or this struggling woman who's dependent on a man to do this, that, and another. But the reality mm. is, is that, that there, there are many very educated, battered women. Uh, there are many women that, who, are, who are breadwinners, who are, are victims of domestic violence. Uh, there was a study done uh, something about five years ago now. It was a study that was done by one of the uh, – one of the uh, major university, I like to almost think it was Cambridge, and I want to be quoted on that one, but I was amazed with this study that talked about, and this was among women of color, especially, it talked about educated, bad, educated black women were more likely to be a victim of domestic violence than their uneducated, than the uneducated black women, and, and I was I blown away by it. The percentage is very high. I'm a forensic scientist. I investigated murder and rape uh, for 30 years. And um, I think the percentage is probably a lot higher because these men, I know in my case, you know, I couldn't do anything right. I kept a beautiful home. I've never had a drink of alcohol. I've never been in a nightclub. Um, You know, I'm 52 years old. Um, I was a homebody, you know, I, I, I keep an immaculate house, took great care of the kids and him. I worked, even though I worked and had a really good job with the prosecutor's office, to make up for what he couldn't do or didn't do or didn't want to do, I'd work two and three jobs just to make sure that he had a brand-new truck and I paid to have the yard manicured so he didn't have to do that. And if something in the house broke down, I called the contractor. I mean, 
I did everything I possibly could. And for the longest time, I thought, what more could I possibly do? But the fact of the matter is, he was jealous of my inhaling and exhaling. You know, it was quite wow. simple. You know, I couldn't do you anything know. right. But I tell you, Pastor, what happened is later on after I divorced him, and this is important for those of you that have been abused, forgiveness is essential for you. Because Absolutely. when he got sick, he had a stroke. And he got sick, and his parents called me first, and he was a man that cheated. You know, I found undergarments and stuff in my house. Um, you know, he just had no respect at all for me. And his parents called me and told me he had a, I didn't hesitate. I went to him, and he couldn't speak to me. You know, the stroke had affected his speech. And I got to think about this is a man that raped me, that beat me, that choked me until I could, until I passed out. I was just so happy to wake up. He spit on me, name it. And this is a man one day um, while I was taking care of him, after he had a stroke, I went to him and I told him, I said, I'm going to stay right here until you get back on your feet. And I was actually washing his feet, and I began to cry. And he was able to take his hand and touch the top of my head, and when I looked up, he motioned with his mouth, I'm sorry. And that was the catalyst in which healing began to start. I was determined to take care of him. I helped him get back on his feet, and I began a conversation with him, the one that I should have had before I entered the relationship. And he began wow. to explain that he had watched domestic violence and that he was terrified that if he didn't control me out of fear, that somebody like me would leave for somebody that I should have been with to begin with. And so wow. we became the best nope. friends, Pastor. We became the best of friends, and before he died, he came to me and said, tell me about the God that you serve. And I was able My to God. go to the Bible, share scripture with him, and he gave his life to Christ, and two days later, he passed away. My I God. That to say, if I had to take that beating again and know that the result was going to be the same, that he would give his life to Christ, it was worth every lick for me. You know, when you share that, Cynthia, that is so powerful. You know, when people hear that, and, and, and I'm going somewhere with this one here, you know, you lived, you lived the real life of what mm-hmm. was very similar of the scene in Tyler Perry's play, uh, Tyler Perry's movie, I sure did. Uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Yes, and sir. you lived that. You live that because, and I want people to understand this. I don't want people to think because because, because there, there's a path to healing. When we talk about hope for healing, Amen. there's a journey to healness and we, we uh, to wholeness. And one of the things that we know that is essential is forgiveness. It doesn't yes. mean that you're going to forgive the first day. It doesn't mean that you're going to forgive no. the first week or whatever. But what uh-huh. Cynthia is saying, if you're going to truly be healed, you've got to past the first phase of forgiveness. Other than that, only thing you would have done is distance yourself from it. But that doesn't mean that you're healed. And I know there are a lot of uh, conventional, traditional domestic violence advocates. That's one of the things that they jump on us as people of faith about because we continue to talk about healing and uh, we continue to talk about forgiveness. Understand, forgiveness in its proper context is essential. There's no healing without forgiveness. And understand that forgiveness of the perpetrator, forgiveness of the perpetrator is not giving them a get-out-of-jail card free. 
It is no. not. It is not acting as if they never did anything. But the forgiveness is really for you. The forgiveness to, 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 to open the prison that you're in. The forgiveness is for you to bring forth that wholeness that you need because unforgiveness is deadly. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison but expecting the other person to die. You're drinking the poison, but you're sitting there waiting on the other person to die. I'm afraid not. So you yeah. have lived literally. I mean, what you have just shared with us is literally the life. It's a life. It's a life testimony of what we see depicted in the uh, diary of a mad black woman, where we see uh, the wife return, yes, to help the husband who has not yep. only degraded her, who have minimized her, who have abused her, who have done all these things, have walked over her, and all these things, and at the point of their lords and death, and at this point here where nobody else wanted to take care of it, nobody else wanted to be there, you Uh, humbled yourself, uh and you begin to minister, and that's what it is. You minister to him, and you minister to him in a way. You know, and as you minister to him, guess what? You also minister to yourself. And God Amen. begins to bring forth the healing inside of that. And someone needs to hear that tonight. Because you know what? Simply because you're out of it doesn't mean that you're healed. And you've got to understand that healing. Man. <laughs> Pastor, you're right that. on point. Because it's the act of the forgiveness that, that changes the endorphin. My God. Let me just say that again. It Absolutely. is the act of forgiveness that changes the endorphin until you're able to forgive. You're going to find yourself back in the same situation with a different man, with a different woman. You have got to change the endorsement because I tell you, through that act of forgiveness for my ex-husband, I changed my endorsement, and I attracted somebody that treats me unbelievable. And, and it's hard for me. You know, there are times that I know I tell this man now because, you know, after all these years, I left my husband in 2002. And after all these years of being away from it, there are still things, little things that trigger. And this man loves me so unconditionally, and he is so good to me that sometimes it's hard for me to believe that I'm really in this kind of a mutual relationship, one that is not unequally yoked. And, you know, Bishop Jakes told me, he said, Cynthia, God said what we together let no man put asunder. Not what we go out and choose for ourselves, but what God gives to us. And that helped me so much understanding what the forgiveness did. I don't I think he did a lot for him too because he gave his life to Christ. I think by Absolutely. me by me exemplifying the love of Christ, it helped him. It showed him. And he began to ask questions how he could be saved. And look who would be the most unlikely person to lead him to Christ, the very person that he treated the worst. But in all of that, when I think about the crucifixion pastor, I think that God didn't react. No matter how much they beat him, they stared at him, they threw rocks at him. What he said was, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they're doing. And they, he didn't react. And he was a, he was a forgiving God. And, I, you know, we have to be Christ-like. You know, it was difficult for me. I was angry in the beginning. I have to be honest. You know, there were times Absolutely. when I, I would talk 
after I was talking him into going out, I would fill his truck up, buy him a brand new outfit, put money in his wallet, and I would say, don't you want to go out? There might be some really nice women out. You know, you might wow. meet somebody. Yeah. But while he was gone, I'd pray for his death. I'd be like, Lord, please don't let him make it back. But I thank God okay. that he knew my heart. Thank God that he knew my heart. And we became the best of friends. And because of that, my children now, I still see little glimpses of my daughter, but she does amazingly. My son is the most amazing father and the greatest husband because I told him in the beginning, you do everything opposite of what your dad did, you're going to be just fine. My boy, man, I couldn't be more proud of who he is as a man, as a father, and as a husband. God has healed our family. And we're still a work in progress because I know for me, Pastor, it has not been an easy road. The forgiveness came. I attracted someone else, but there are still parts of me that are still healing after all these years. Wow. You, you know, you well, this is such a powerful point of our time because you, you said something that's so important. I want people to hear this because maybe there are those that are listening that keep hearing you talk about endorphins and things, and you, you, you told them by profession you were a forensic scientist, but we have to understand when we start talking about endorphins, and these these are the chemical receptors and reactions in the brain that definitely, uh, when you start talking about changing the pharmacology and in the, in, in the way that the brain operates, um, what people hmm. fail to understand is that until the endorphins change, there is no change. And, no. and, and you just said something that's so powerful. You, you talked about the fact that when the endorphins changed, mm. it made a difference mm-hmm. not only in his life, but it made a difference mm. in your life. And then you gave mm-hmm. something that I thought was powerful. Now, I'm going to use this when I minister, because when you said it, something ministered to me. And you talked about Jesus. When 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 they, mm. when they begin to beat Jesus, when they begin to spit on him, when they begin to do all those things, after they pierce him inside and all that, his words was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Because one mm. that would say, understand, if we may use this, the endorphins, even in Jesus, begin to glory to God, begin to manifest, and it changed yeah. the whole process. Understand, the Bible declared that perfect love or perfected love casts out all fear. When the endorphins are changed like that, that is a form of love, and it casts out all fear. Now I don't have the very same concerns I had before. I don't have to wish that that person was dead. I don't have to fear for my life. I don't. Why? Because the endorphins that has been changed and have been, have been transformed that have gone through a metamorphosis, my God, has now cast out all fear. All said, glory be to God. And it's a way to get free. It's a way to get free. It's a way to get free. Wow, my God. That, I, I, I didn't expect it to take that turn tonight, but listen, we have to turn with the turn because that was, that, that was just a powerful word. And I want everyone that's listening tonight, I want you to hear me tonight. Those of you that are listening, I have on the air with us uh, Cynthia Wilson, the author and the playwright of the National Inspirational Stage Play, Broke, uh, Battered But Not Broken. This play is making its way across the country. It is coming to the South Florida area. I want you to hear this. January 24th and 25th, it is slated to be here for three showing. People, we need your help. We need you to help spread the word. We need you to go and go online and purchase your ticket. You need to go to www.com. MiramarCulturalCenter.org. You need to go there and get your uh, to, to purchase your ticket. 
you need to share. Go on our Facebook page, Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business. Go on that page. Go there where you will see uh, uh, the advertisement about that or not broken. Take that page. Share it on your page. Share it with your friends. Share it with them. Ask them to share it and do one step further. Purchase your ticket. Purchase your ticket. We need to sell out this first show by by this Friday. We need to share. We need to we need to really go ahead and sell it out. Listen, I said we because I include myself inside of this. I understand the plight of domestic violence. I've seen it ravish lives. I've seen it take away children's parents. I've seen fathers cry because of the loss of their daughters. I've seen mothers lament and suffer at the loss of their sons. I've seen brothers and sisters go into deep depression because they no longer have their loved one there any longer. Folks, this is bigger than someone having a fight. This is bigger than someone having a fuck. This is even bigger. Although we look at death as being the ultimate, uh, the ultimate uh, uh, consequence of domestic violence, and it is, you got to understand that even domestic violence, those that are still living with it, the traumatic effect of what happens to not only the victim but oftentimes to the children is so far-reaching. It is so far-reaching. It is generational. It is cyclical. And that's one of the things that we have to say. And I want you to understand, and particularly those of you that are listening, people of color, this is a conversation that we don't have much talk about. We haven't taken ownership of this subject as we should. That is one reason that as a man of God, as a pastor, as a member of the faith of a clergy, that I continue to extend my efforts in educating around this country dealing with the issue of domestic violence. It is the reason, as you heard Gloria say earlier tonight, uh, we're going to be assisting her and her church and them starting their domestic violence ministry. Gloria is a, is a tremendous young advocate who is a survivor of domestic violence. But once again, she's turning her pain into power. Those of you that are listening, I would belong to a church that I could not go to the pastor and say, Pastor, here's a serious issue here. This is something God has placed on my heart. Pastor, I really, I really believe that we should be doing something here in this ministry to address this issue of domestic violence. People, that's what we have to do. Listen, nearly two and a half, three years ago, I stepped away from my senior pastorate at my church, and I took this sabbatical to do this work completely. The, uh, the issue of not only raising the issue of domestic violence, but equipping uh, communities, churches, helping them to start domestic violence ministries, doing trainings both in the secular and the faith, uh, and the faith community. Uh, tonight, I'll leave it here in Washington, D.C., because tomorrow I'm going to be presenting before the Office of Violence Against Women uh, there and, and follow a particular panel, orientation, here as it relates to culturally specific programs addressing domestic violence. I particularly will be talking about the role of the church, and particularly the black church, in addressing the issue of domestic violence. Listen, folks, we can hoop, we can holler, we can dance, we can shout, but with all I get it, we have to be empowered and get understanding. This play is a way that we can become educated and empowered. I want to say this, Cynthia, because I need to say this, and I invite your, I invite your comment on this. You know, many years ago, when I say many years ago, Cynthia, I'm talking about now, uh, 1980, 85, 86, 84, 85, 86. I was writing plays. I started working with a church on a play. Watch this. They rehearsed it and all that. The play 
end up being shot down by, I don't know what's it, the deacons or whoever in the church. At that point in time, I stopped really devoting any time to writing plays. Long comes a guy many years later by the name of Tyler Perry. <laughs> I think we kind of heard of him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Writing plays. Take it life and put it in an art form. And as humorous and comedic as it may be, there are very serious things that happen. And I say that because of the fact Tyler's not the only play writer, but definitely Tyler has definitely been a, a, a light for so many. But I say that because of the fact I didn't continue to pursue that. And perhaps the church wasn't ready for that at that time. Mm-hmm. But years have passed, and I think we're ready. We see that we're ready. The Sister Wilsons of this world, God has blessed you and has spoken to your heart, and you've written this play, and you're doing work around this. And I want everyone that's listening to the sound of my voice, we have to support this. Now, I want you, to, I want you guys to listen to me today. Listen, all of you. Perhaps you have friends, family, and loved ones that are not on the air tonight. They're not listening. They're not tuned in to the broadcast. They're not listening at all. But what I want you to know that you can do, you can, when this broadcast is over with, shortly after it's over, you can go right back to www.soulofamericaradio.com. Go to the Hope and Healing page, and you just simply go to On Demand or the Archive. Go to today's date, and you can fill up this same show. And believe it or not, you can even email this entire show to it. Share this show, but share it with them. Tell them the urgency. We have to raise awareness. Cynthia, I am so godly proud of what God is doing through you, with you, for you. And for all of you that are listening tonight, I'm reaching out to you. I'm depending on you to take this to the next level. Those of you that want to want more information, uh, Cynthia, give them a way that they can get more information from you. Although you've said so much, where can Absolutely. they go? They can, they can, I mean, anyone is more than welcome to call me. My number is 304 610 2207. Our website is www.milkywayproductions.net. That's milkywayproductions with an S.net. Dot org. I implore you to do this because, Pastor, I just have to say that for me, this has been the most gratifying, the most exciting, but also the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Living in your purpose is the yeah. hardest thing i ever do. But, you know, it's not a sacrifice. It's a privilege that God would choose me to do this because I believe he's been preparing me this all of my life, Pastor. Absolutely. You know, it wasn't just violence. You know, I was born blind and I was shot at four years old and paralyzed from the waist down oh, until I was almost 16. I was raped as a kid. You know, I was conditioned for violence from conception. But God took what the enemy meant bad and turned it into good. You know, I, no matter what I have suffered, in 2010, I was diagnosed with cancer and given three weeks to live. And I made a covenant with God that if he brought me through that cancer, that I would live in my purpose and do what he has called me to do. 
And, Pastor, whatever I got to do, this is not about me. You know, if it was about me, I could easily be happy being a greeter at Walmart. <laughs> you know, My this is about me doing what is necessary, no matter what the struggle is. And, Pastor, it's not easy. You know, this thing of, of us doing what we're doing to help people suffering in silence is not easy. But nothing worth having comes easy. And God knows Absolutely. that I have takes to do what he's called me to do. And if I got to sell tickets door to door, I'm going to be in, in Florida on January 18th. We have to drive 15 hours from Charleston, West Virginia to come do this. And whatever it takes, and it's dead of winter here, Pastor. I know you're in Washington. It's three degrees in Charleston, West Virginia. But no matter what we got to do to get to Florida, to share this word. We're going to do it. I told God whatever he wanted me to go, whatever he had me to do, this is a ministry. And I'm about my father. I need your support to be able to do this. You know, I'm I'm giving back to every community that we go in. We give 40% of the box office to a domestic violence organization. You know, with the balance of the box office, we invest into the production, but I also want to start a foundation in my niece's name, Nalisha Gravely. The Nalisha Ray of Light Foundation shows that her son will have a different legacy. An eight-year-old shouldn't have to talk about his mother being gunned down in a local Taco Bell. My sister-in-law shouldn't have to go to the graveyard to have a birthday party. She's moved right next door to the graveyard so that she could be close to her baby. My God. You know, those of you that are listening, we're, we're about to, I'm about to lose the audience, I believe, uh, by radio because our time is about up. But, uh, Cynthia, I know that we're going to do all we can to continue to do this. Uh, I'm going to continue to push it. I'm going to continue to reach out to those on Facebook, on my pages, and then others. I have some things going out to quite a few people right about now, and we're going to continue to push this by the grace of God. And I thank you once again for being with us tonight and making such a tremendous difference. Thank you, Pastor, for having me. God bless, folks. That's it. We're at the end of the show tonight. I'm so grateful to have Cynthia Wilson, the often playwright of the play, uh, broke, uh, battered but not broken, that's coming to the Miramar Culture Center in Miramar, Florida. That is January 24th and 25th, and it's happening this year in just a few weeks here. People, please, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, let them know that the play, Battered But Not Broken, is coming this way. For more information, go to www.miramarkculturecenter.org. That's where you can get your tickets from. And you can always, always look uh, domestic violence is your business on Facebook. And we'll continue to have things posted there, and we will continue to uh, lift up this subject matter. Those of you go back and listen to this, tell a friend, tell a neighbor about the play that's going on. And until next time, this is your host, J.R. Ficklin, saying to you, have a great night, and once again, Happy New Year, and I'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. What happened? The exit.